Welcome to our 10th episode of Access Answers. We are so excited to be in the double digits and to have Pradeep Jain with us today. Um, as always, I'm your host, Julia Vergara, along with Angelo Pry. Pradeep is a Microsoft Solutions architect for Access Sciences. He's been with us for a few years now. And he is such a big personality. We're so excited to have him on the podcast. I have no doubt we'll be laughing and telling stories, maybe even planning a party by the end of this. I don't know. We'll see. So Pradeep, we're thankful that you took the time out of your busy schedule. You are on a lot of projects right now helping our clients. You're also a champion for marketing and help us create a lot of content. So welcome. Thank you, Julia and Angela, having me on this podcast series. It's going to be a wonderful experience for me to be part of this one. And as you mentioned, I will make sure it will be fun and it's going to be fun for our all the listeners. Yes, of course. So speaking of fun, I know Holy just passed and I'm curious if you were able to celebrate and did you spray some color all over your friends and family? How did that go? Definitely is the festival of color and this is a major festival for the Indian people and how we can miss that. Yes, we celebrate the Holy this year but with the limited audience. We celebrate with our family only. I put the color on my wife, my kids, and you know my son, he is seven. He is a big fan of Holi. He said, Dad, let's go and out and display the Holi. And we put the color in a big bucket or in the plate. And he just grabbing all the color, throwing everywhere. And he was so excited. He put the color on his head and on the face also. He said, Daddy, how am I looking now? I said, okay, you look wonderful, but don't throw the color to other people. But it was a wonderful time for our family. Had fun, definitely. Yes, Holi is so much fun. I had the opportunity to go a couple years ago to the big Holi celebration and festival. And nothing is better than being covered in paint. And just, it was so great. And the music and the food. Oh, yeah, the food is a different part. So we cook a different kind of Indian food, uh, especially the sweets. It's super sweet, I would say, because Indian people are so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like uh, we we prepared uh, sweets and uh, we really had a fun. And definitely after the COVID, the next holy, we will plant together. Yes, sounds good. And what else was recently was the Microsoft Ignite conference. So tell us a little bit about that. I think that was virtual this year. It was a virtual and uh, that was pretty good for me to attend the Ignite because if it is not a virtual, it's pretty hard to just go there and attend it, leaving all your work that you do on day-to-day. It's pretty hard for me because we have a couple of projects that's going on, so you cannot attend it. But thank God it was virtual, so I could able to spend some time and then I could able to listen to all the audios and the watch the videos and understand what's going on but we got a lot of excitement after the ignite 2021 so do you want to start with that yeah what are some new things yeah so let's talk about it you know like i'm a big fan of the power platform power platform means no code Mm -hmm. less code kind of thing so you can do a lot of things even if you are not a developer want to be do automation in your organization you can use the power platform so we got a couple of new excitement in the Power Platform. The first thing is 
you know, like the one thing that I always miss in the power platform is the artificial intelligence. Like they don't have a lot of eye. But recently, they actually included the AI concept in the power platform, especially with the power virtual agent. You know, the power virtual agent is a tool that we use to develop the bot. Means if you want to develop something, uh, some bot without writing a large or hundred or thousand line of code, you can just go for the PVA and then develop your bot. So the thing that was missing in the past with the PVA was the artificial intelligence. Like it was not artificial intelligence enough because it worked on the topic base. So you put the question and then you define the answer and give you an answer based on the question. But now with the AI, you this. It, it can run a lot of AI algorithm and get the answer what the user is looking for and as well as provide the suggestions on based of the user query. The another thing about the RPA. So let's 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 talk about a little bit what is RPA. So RPA is the robotics process automation. Like if you are doing a some sort of manual activity day-to-day labor, right? Suppose if you are working on the window 10 and you are just telling it, okay, I have to be open this Excel sheet, I have to type this command, and then put this uh, information is there, and then save the Excel sheet, then open the mailbox, share that Excel sheet with someone. All these are the manual steps, means like eight or 10 steps. How cool is gonna be if you can automate these manual steps as a macro, or it's just like some sort of automation, right? That you can do it now with the help of RPA. And the biggest thing about it, Microsoft made it free, free, free. So no cost for the window wow. 10 users. So you can utilize it, the RPA desktop version free of cost and do all your day-to-day activity that you are doing it uh, with the RPA. That's awesome. Another good opportunity for the another good opportunity for in the platform is the RPX, I would say not RPX, it's like a power FX. Power FX means PFX. It's just like a low-code development language. So, you know, like in the Excel, you write a formula. So now Microsoft uh, gives the ability to actually write uh, the code using the kind of Excel formula and enhance the functionality of the Power Platform community. So like if you want to be write some sort of custom code using the Excel formula, you can do it with the PFX. So that's another good opportunity of good news for the development. And, you know, like I have been waiting for that one since long. So I'm pretty good. I'm going to be digging into more on that and going to see what I can do it for our clients. Yeah, I bet they'll really appreciate that. That sounds very exciting. Right. And, you know, like teams, everybody favorite, Mm -hmm. I would say. And I would say, like, I think in this whole world, there's only, only less people that don't know about the teams and everybody using teams here and wanted to be know about, okay, what is coming in the teams and what are the new cool feature that the organization or the people can use it. So let's talk about the first feature that's, you know, I have been waiting since long. That's called the Team Connect. So, you know, like you work with the different vendors, you share the information with a lot of people and uh, to do that you have to be involved then into your teams but when you add someone into the teams the only way that you can add into teams is to add them into the teams level but if you think if you wanted to add them into the channel you cannot do that but with the new feature that's called the teams connect or i would say in the general language is shared channel is the new thing that can help you to 
involve external vendors, external parties, external user without adding them into your teams. Means they are gonna utilize their team. You are gonna share only the specific channel where you want them to collaborate, want them to involve. They are gonna see only that channel, nothing else. Security buys pretty good. You are not sharing the whole team is good. It means you are getting all the benefit that you're supposed to get with the shared channel. And that's, you can do it now, okay? Yeah. The second thing is, you know, like, uh, it's, we always wonder, I'm somebody calling me on the Teams and I always pick the call on the phone. And now I'm wondering, okay, I'm on the phone, but somebody say, okay, Pradeep, I have to be sharing my screen with you. Man, you cannot share it because I'm on the phone and I cannot see it. Let me disconnect it and then jump it to the laptop. But that hurdle or hustle is not going to be anymore. Because with the new concept that's called the endpoint transfer, you can seamlessly transfer your call from the mobile device to your phone, like mobile device to your laptop, laptop to a mobile device, without knowing other person that, oh, you were outside walking and now <laughs> <laughs> you are joining with the phone. So they will not, definitely they will not notice that, okay, you transfer your call from your mobile phone to actual like desktop. That's another cool feature. I really like it. I think anyone that was listening to Way's podcast might have remembered him confessing to taking a few calls at Ikea and nobody <laughs> knew that he was really using Microsoft Teams to dial into the meeting while doing a little bit of shopping. So multitasking. Now Microsoft has made that <laughs> even easier. Exactly. That should be, right? Like that, you should be do the multitasking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so the another cool feature that I really like about is the Teams is or that's recently announced is presentation mode. You know, like how when you share or when you have us, you are sharing your presentation. Once you share the presentation, there is no way that to see the presentation, like presenter like face, right? You cannot see mm-hmm. it, right? You can just see only the presentation. It's pretty bad like you go because you really want to be see them while they are talking you really don't want to be see only the presentation so with the presentation mode that's a new feature actually you can see them as well as you can see the presentation so they have a three different option and you know like what is the uh option i really like it it's just like a reporter mode yes like a news reporter if somebody is showing us like you are reading the news and then you are seeing the presentation i really love that feature Yes, I remember telling Julia that we have to make our graphic design follow mm-hmm. that because otherwise their head while you're presenting will be blocking the words on the screen. Right. No, that's that's a good feature. Yeah, it's going to be really helpful for a lot of uh, people who do the lot of presentation so audience can easily see them as well as they can see the the actual presentation too. You know like how how cool is going to be because now I'm talking about the presentation, so actually I need to be jump into something here. That's something not new from the Microsoft, but they actually announced in the Ignite, but it's a little bit old also, Microsoft Mass. You know, virtual reality. Ooh. So if you have a HoloLenses and uh, now you are attending the meeting, you can physically, it's not a physically like, you can just wear the HoloLenses and then they virtually go to the meeting room and talk to the pupil. So, that is something like you always see on these movies, right? People are wearing the lenses and they are going over there. 
that same thing is going to be happen in the future. So that's the uh, argument in reality. Microsoft is working on it and uh, pretty cool. We are going to be have uh, this concept in general availability and we can use it if we have a good money to buy the HoloLenses <laughs> because those are pretty expensive. <laughs> well, we'll have to get the HoloLens so Julia can just transport to Houston. Yeah. We have to buy that one. <laughs> yeah. Should or we have like... to buy it to do the virtual parties. Yes, good idea. And you're like, we will get a chance to choose our avatar too. <laughs> yes, that'll be fun. As long as we can choose our own shoes, that's all that matters. <laughs> 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 right. So another cool thing that uh, they actually announced uh, in twenty, like in the Ignite 2021, is a team webinar. So you know, like it was a whole different setup. If you want to be doing some sort of webinar in the Teams, right? But now you, with your normal team desktop application, you can host the webinar with the thousand people. If you have more than, then it can extend to the two thousand. That's a pretty cool feature too, right? Because Thousand means it's a good amount, or even two thousand is good, um, like good number that you can host it, and the people who are participating in this webinar can participate. It. They can participate in the poll, they can raise their hand and do a lot of things. So that's pretty cool. So that's the Microsoft Teams. Which one you like, Angela and Julia? Like, what do you think? Like, which one is your favorite out of all these four? Well, we do a lot of presentations, so I'm looking forward to using that presentation mode. And you're like, I love to see you guys to put into the reporter mode. So <laughs> <laughs> we need to practice yeah. <laughs> how we hold our hands, right? Like being a white next to the letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, so apart from that, like, because we usually deal with this one, but on the data governance side, because I know companies are more focusing on the compliance side, they just want to make sure that all the data that they're storing into their organization should be governed, have a, some sort of compliance policy. Even if it's not only Office 365, it's, if it is outside of Office 365, means in the cloud environment or in some other environment to like in the SQL Server, an Oracle or other area, the company is trying to be have a, some sort of solution that can govern all the data that they are storing everywhere. And Microsoft is actually working on that area too. So in Ignite, they didn't actually announce uh, any new thing about the, like I would say the data governance or information governance, but there's a cool feature that they recently started, not recently, I would say like, I would say almost a year now or something, uh, about the cortex, or I would say the syntax. Those are the AI thing. I would say the data governance AI that allow you to automatically apply the tagging, compliance, retention policy on your document. So that's, I really liking it. I'm digging into more on that area to try to come up with some solution that can be beneficial for my client to automatically process their data that they are storing into their environment, not only in Office 365, but other areas too, like SQL Server, as I mentioned, and uh, consolidate all the data and apply as retention or the compliance policy on that data. So it's just like uh, some sort of R&D is going on here too. That's great. Yeah, in the Ignite, they actually announced a lot of feature about the Azure 
information like us, I would say the protection, security and everything. Out of all these, you know, like if I'm going to talk about all this, it's going to be whole day. So definitely <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I, out of all these, I really like one new feature that they announced that's called the attack simulation training. Most of the organization, like I work on a lot of migration projects, especially from the on-prem to the Office 365. And the one of the major worry for our client is, oh man, Pradeep, like if we move into the cloud, our data is going to be safe. If some sort of attack is going to be happen, that how we are going to be make sure that we can recover it. Okay. What is the recovery process? How, what kind of security we can apply it and all this stuff. Like that's a major worry. Definitely. They don't care about it. How you're going to structure, how you're going to put your data. Let's talk about the ground rule, how you are going to secure and recover my data if something happens. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. In the past, we really don't have any sort of tools or anything that we can actually test. Like if some sort of attack happened to your environment, what kind of is, what is going to be happen? What kind of step we need to be take to fix your problem? But with Microsoft Blessing, we got a tool that's called the attack simulation training. You know, it's just like a simulator. It can just give you a like environment to inject the real attack, right? Real attack means a real virus or something that's in the market and it will actually apply to your information or like it will just like give you a simulation environment so you can see, oh, this is the attack is happening. Now we have to take like take these actions and all this stuff and then you can actually come up with your BCP, business continuity plan or disaster recovery process, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty good thing for the organization because they can prepare themselves in advance before the actual attack happened. You know, like I was talking about all these file drill. <laughs> so the same thing here, like the same, the file drill, uh, you do it like for all this real fire, everything, the same thing you can do it here. You can just actually do the file drill for your attacks before the actual attack happens. So that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah, that is. I know that the disaster recovery and business continuity is a big topic. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I think, and you probably have more exposure to this from what people are telling you, but it seems that there's more fear about going to the cloud than there is with the on-prem. But being in Houston and being on-prem has its own share of threats, right? I mean, look at all the storms that we get, et cetera. They can put your servers and everything down for extended periods of time. So what are you seeing or hearing? No, definitely all this storm and everything, people are moving to the cloud because they feel more comfortable and especially with the Microsoft, with the advanced security, zero trust, there's a lot of services and the feature that Microsoft offer to make sure the data that you are storing into the cloud environment is going to be secure, is going to be recoverable, like it, it will going to be available all these things, people are moving into the cloud. Now, I think they are gaining the trust on the cloud environment and uh, just moving it because they really need to be make sure that their business going to work or go, business is going to be continue in all these kind of event or disaster that is happening in the Houston area. And the second thing is this COVID. I, I believe that was the major factor 
to organization to force them to move into the cloud environment because everybody wants to be do remote work now. So absolutely. And I think now people are realizing it because before that they were only thinking and uh, just doing uh, some sort of discussion. Okay, should we move it or not move it? But after this COVID, they had to move it. And now they're realizing it, the move was pretty good for us because they are getting a lot of benefit from the cloud. How many people do you think are using a hybrid situation? Uh, still, there's, I would say, a big organization. I would say uh, 20 to 25% is still having the hybrid who already moved into the cloud, but still want to be keep their data into the uh, on the like actual on-prem environment too. The reason behind it, there's a lot of data that they really don't want to with the regulatory purpose. They don't move into the cloud. One of the example here, I was working with my client and they say they have some financial information and they cannot move that into the cloud. So I suggested them to go to the government cloud. They said, okay, they are not eligible for the government cloud. So might be this kind of situation. The second thing is they are having a, some sort of solutions or like some sort of tools that is not supported by the cloud and they want to keep those tools and solution to make sure that their business run. So in that case, they are keeping the data into on-prem. And I would say like a lot of people might be possible. They initially thought, okay, the cloud is not a better solution. So they decided to just go into both sides. Now, after realizing the cloud is a good solution, so they can move everything into the cloud. So that can be a hybrid solution, hybrid situation too. So yeah, I would not say the cloud can give you everything, whatever you're looking for. You really need to be sacrificed, sacrifice some things too, right? But definitely, if you do a good research and spend some time, you can easily get the alternate solution and that alternate solution might be work for your organization. But again, don't be afraid to move into the cloud. If you think that, okay, <laughs> these things can, that's that the things that I'm doing right now cannot be done into the cloud. That's not the case. If you research and do some work around all this stuff, you can easily get the solution to, for the thing that you are doing in the on-prem. So one of the most recent blogs you actually helped us out a lot with is the 13 need to know tips for your cloud migration. And so I guess big question, if you could give one piece of advice for organizations, you know, in the process of migrating to the cloud, what would you say? I would say take action and move. Don't be afraid that it's something bad going to be happen. Bad thing can happen into your on-premise on-premises environment too, and bad thing happen into the client environment. Mm -hmm. But for all these is for the, all these things that you are scared about it, don't lose the good opportunities or good benefit that you are going to be get it from the cloud. So let's let's set go and move to the cloud. Access Answers is owned and operated by Access Sciences. We are a consulting and business process outsourcing firm specializing in information governance, technology enablement, and business strategy. Since 1985, our dynamic team of experts have been committed to meeting each of our clients' unique information needs. 
As a Microsoft certified partner, we work with our clients of both private and public enterprises to organize their information and meet compliance in all Microsoft 365 platforms. If you're interested in partnering with Access Sciences, send us an email at info at accesssciences.com. Pradeep, we've recently put out some content about working mothers and recently celebrated International Women's Day and Women's History Month. And we would be completely remiss if we did not talk about being a working dad and a working father to two little ones. Tell us a little bit about what that's been like over the past year and how you may have had to make some different adjustments. You know, like it's challenging and it's fun. Working from home, especially if you have a two kids around and they always jump on you and <laughs> you can like uh, in they participate in each and every meeting too. Like it's I think it's pretty hard them to control not to be participating in my meeting. Sometimes they just say and sometimes they say hi also to my clients. But it's fun, you know, like the thing is we are spending good time with the kids. I know it's pretty challenging sometimes because there is no schedule because there's no time that you have to be start your office like around 8 or 8.30 and have to be end by the 5 because this cloud and all this remote, there's no limit. Sometimes I have a meeting at 5.30 also, sometimes I have a meeting at 6 and sometimes I have a meeting in the morning 7.30 and that's too early for me, let me tell you frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think we are getting adjusted and uh, kids are getting adjusted too. Uh, because my son, he is seven years old and uh, he's in second grade. He is also technology savvy now because he's attending the, all the classes remotely. So he understands how is the schedule work. And he always asks, Daddy, how is your schedule today? I got surprised when he asked me this question. Like, okay, <laughs> tell me like how many meetings you have it. Like, okay, what time your meeting is going to be? Like, and, and how is your schedule? I said, okay, my goodness, you are getting too much tech savvy now. <laughs> you have to stop learning a lot of computer. Does he wear a suit every day for virtual class? Yeah, he's attending the virtual class. But uh, the benefit that I'm seeing here, they are learning a lot because we can also concentrate and focus on their study and uh, uh, tease them that, okay, if they are not going in the right direction and not learning the right thing, that's for my son, for my daughter. This is something new for her because she is happy because the whole family is around her. Oh, that's so, so sweet. <laughs> she, she also say, oh my goodness, nobody's leaving the house. Everybody inside the house, they spend the full day with me and they take me to the park in the evening. This is so much fun. And you're like, I'm a little bit nervous once this is going to be end and going to be start to the normal. I don't know how Vedi is going to cope with that because once she is not going to see uh, brother and dad and mom that's gonna be horrible time but she is enjoying at the best at this moment oh it's fun and how old is she uh she is gonna be turned three in august but she's enjoying Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's having a good old time so well i hope that we are able to return back to the office at some point soon i know we're gonna get a brand new office space so that's very exciting and Pretty, of course, you're going to be our party planner, right? You're going to plan all the parties and games and activities. Definitely, I love to do that. And, you know, like that's kind of my hobby too. Uh, I love to organize the parties and I really want to like meet 
lot of people do a lot of fun activities do the parties and all this stuff and you know like i thought about like i came up with a lot of idea with this covid 19 ruined my all the idea but don't worry once we are going to be back we are going to be have a blast we are going to do a lot of gathering and julia is going to miss it <laughs> yeah well, i'm so not i'm going to be right there yes i told her she's going to come back to see us and spend time with <laughs> us and i was also just telling her the other day about the halloween party 2 years ago and the games when remember when we played the mummy game with the toilet paper oh yeah And I, I definitely saw you all wrapped up in toilet paper. I saw some pictures. That was before we took toilet paper for granted. Now it's a precious commodity. I don't know if we can ever play that game again. <laughs> right. We just are so wasted rolls and rolls of toilet paper. Never again. No, we need to stock that stuff up now. Yeah, I think so. It took a lot of toilet paper to cover the steel. <laughs> yes. So besides party planning, I did want to ask you about your other hobby that I just found out about, acting. What's up with that? What? <laughs> oh yeah, I do a lot of acting and right now I'm doing acting too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's pretty hard people to judge me that I'm a real solution architect or I'm acting it because I'm good on that. <laughs> so that's another hobby I love to do acting and actually I write the script also for the dramas and I direct the dramas also so these are the three things I just do it and I do it for my organization we have a religious organization where we do our drama at the city level at the community level at the like, uh, like religious organization level so like different levels we do it we involve all kind of uh, people like kids adult and all these like and the drama that we do it it's have it's just like a mix of all the flavor it's have a dance it's uh, like senti fun and all these so uh, once i ever get a chance i will share the some of the recording with you guys so whenever you get a chance you can see it but that's something like it's fun i love to do that just like a side hobby awesome yeah who knew like a, sol- a microsoft solutions architect could be so artsy right <laughs> Oh you have to because if you don't have that skill then <laughs> how you're going to survive in front of client you know like why I always say like I don't have any fear in terms of presentation in terms of going and talking to the people why you know the what is the main reason because I don't have a stage fear mm-hmm. if I can perform yeah. in front of 1000 people then I can easily perform in front of 100 people that's not going to be a big deal for me well now that we know that we I'm going to have to dig up these recordings and don't be surprised if they make an appearance on our social media channels. <laughs> you never know. You're most welcome to see all the recording. I think some of the recordings are available on the YouTube too. Oh, okay, they're already out there. Yeah, we can definitely <laughs> dig those up. So everyone who's listening, look up Pretty Jane <laughs> on YouTube. See <laughs> what you find. <laughs> Well, you must have another hobby that involves climbing stairs or running fast or something because back in the day when we were actually in the office and we had a thing called stair club going up and down 50 flights of stairs to get our workout in. You were a speed racer. What is your secret? Oh, nothing. It's just like some sort of at that time I think that was the phase when I was looking to cut my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, might be possible that was the secret to just go up and down fast, fast, so I can just burn my calorie fast. <laughs> That's motivation right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it was a good club, you know, like I really enjoyed when we were in the office, we doing all these kind of fun activity, going up and down on the stairs. It was good. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I think I'm just looking forward for all these again, once the, our, our life is going to be a normal. Yes, I think we are too. How do you think the hybrid work situation will be in terms of I guess all things in terms of interacting with people and technology and um, the company mm-hmm. culture. Are you excited for the hybrid setup or do you think more people will just work from home? I think the hybrid is okay until unless your job does not need an interaction with a lot of people. Here we are interacting it, but we are just seeing the face, you know, like especially even with the, all this filter in the background, you are not seeing the reality. right you just always like today when i was in the meeting i was actually wondering about it the lady had a background i was wondering this is a real background this is a fake background even the people have a real thing i think about oh this might be a fake background so it's just like (laughs) it's okay to do the like remote work but you really have to be spend some time interacting with the pupils, seeing each other, talking to them, seeing their expression, interaction, because the only expression you see is only the face expression, nothing else. But you really need like handshake. Sometimes we need to be hug other people too, right? So it's, it's just like we really need an interaction. So do you think we'll be back to handshaking and hugging soon? <laughs> I don't know about the handshaking. Maybe some, like, you know, distant hugging. Oh, yeah, I like distant hugging. I think that's, or I think it's better to just get the hololenses and then we can hug each other. (laughs) Great idea with the avatars. Elbowing Uh, is the thing now, right? Isn't it just where you elbow? Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. Oh, yeah, like people do. They are come up with the creative ideas. Now a lot of people are come up with the creative ideas, how to say hello and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's good. Actually, this pandemic is teaching us a lot of things, except not only the technology. Apart from that, they are teaching us a lot of things that how to survive in all these crucial time, how to spend a time with your family, how to learn something new that you never ever done or never ever knew about it so a lot of we are ch- having a challenges and you know like that's the life to mm-hmm. face the challenges and overcome with them and just continue your life mm-hmm.